Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. another episode of the Start Local Media High School Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch, being joined by Brian Murphy, Kendrick Johnson, and Devin Hassan. Uh, gentlemen, it is a Monday morning in the uh, in the start of a week unlike, well, unlike any other <laughs> in our time here at Start Local Media. In fact, yeah, the extent of our journalism careers, there's never been anything quite like what we have in front of us. Um, so yes, nevertheless, though, the podcast still uh, charges on, and we're here on a Monday morning to talk about, I mean... What else, guys? <laughs> I mean, the, the dominant story in high school sports, the dominant, I mean, the dominant story in the world right now, period. Um, well, first off, I do want to parse this with um, asking, just simply put, how was y'all's weekends? Uneventful. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are self-quarantining and, and whatnot. I, I mean, I was still kind of out and about. Maybe maybe should take more serious precautions. But I, I was no at regard home all, for his all, fellow man, this Brian. Murphy. I was at home all day yesterday. I think I left. He, he's once. a millennial. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I wasn't. I did not self uh, full disclosure. I did not self quarantine. But mm-hmm. you know, I because at the same time, I, I understand the need to to. to cut back and, yeah. to, and to restrict uh, access and, and kind of especially as things have come to light here mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to just cut yourself off from society and, you know, it, it you know, it, and not do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, it's impossible not to interact. You have to go to the store. You have to do certain things uh, in order to survive. So, you know, it's just a matter of changing your lifestyle. It's a matter of, of, of altering things. And that's what we're all having to, I guess, relearn how to do. Did anybody make a run and come away with any uh, toilet paper or hand uh, sanitizer? Man, I was just about to say that. So I mean, that the toilet paper was already out on Wednesday. Cause yeah. I, remember, I remember Wednesday night, me and uh, a friend, me and my roommate, actually, we, after the whole NBA suspended thing and all that stuff, we were like, man, maybe we should kind of go to Walmart, grab, maybe grab a couple things. And the toilet paper was already gone. Yeah. And we were like, what? What does like, what are you going to need? That to, like none of the symptoms of this virus. Is I get the, yeah, exactly. the, the hand sanitizer thing makes perfect sense. I get to hear though, like a, a real logical reason as to why we're just completely just overflowed on toilet paper. It, it's funny because I'm not sure if Devin know this. Like back in the day, people used to wrap people houses. And yeah. Like like you you did that to quote unquote be bad. Now it's like you know, someone would wrap your house. Like, Give me this. <laughs> Did like seeing on social media the, the life hack of someone taking a, just a roll of paper towels and just cutting it in half, and there you go. You get yourselves a roll of toilet paper. Um, so let's see. Yes, obviously the story of the day, the story of probably for quite some time now, obviously, is the coronavirus outbreak. Um, so naturally we're going to talk about that as far as how it relates to what we do here, and that's talk about high school sports because obviously the sporting world has been rocked by this news. Um, leagues have shut down, and I mean the entire sports world in, in and of itself has just come to a complete screeching halt. And um, obviously there are some impacts, though, on the, the high school sports that we cover as far as um, to what extent we're even going to be getting high 
high school sports for the rest of the 2019-20 school year. So um, that's what we're going to talk about. You know, we're going to talk about just some of the uh, of the more pressing questions in the wake of this um, in the wake of this story, and um, and just what uh, I guess the uh, the steps that are that are being taken right now as far as any ideas to when if we ever do get any semblance of normalcy back, but just kind of trying to process what has been the um, what I think is without question the strangest week that any of us have had on the uh, on the job, and it's again showing no signs of slowing down. If it's one thing that uh, you know the coronavirus situation I think has taught all of us is that everything is evolving. You know, wh- whatever you hear, just each day. I mean, the the, the narrative can completely shift the following day. So, um, you know, as far as what we can say, as far as a real like I don't know authoritative take on as far as when things are going to take place and whatnot. The truth is, right now, nobody knows. That's why we're all just kind of right now, right now in a, in limbo. Uh, but I, I can speak on. I got inside information Ooh. from an email from an athletic director that get a layout if everything if they start up yeah. when they're no, supposed saw, to start up. I saw that email March thirtieth. Yeah, but they got like basically like like state championships supposed to start like um, soccer got pushed back a week, two baseball weeks. and softball get pushed back a week. Yeah, soccer got pushed back two weeks, baseball and softball got pushed back a week. Uh, track is unchanged, tennis is unchanged, golf is unchanged when it comes to state championships. But with the trajectory of the way this is going, you know, this, 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 so this is last week. This, yeah. two, this, this, this old news. This it, is four days so ago. So I think it's going to be something totally I, different. I wanted yeah. to start with. This four days ago, so I perceive this. Yeah. Things have changed. I, want, I wanted to start off just kind of going, uh, just kind of a timeline of how we got to this point as far as just the chain of events. And um, as far as, yeah, I mean, just how we're sitting here right now with, again, like it's, you know, basically to be determined if we're going to get any more high school sports this year. And um, so basically, I don't know, you guys can chime in as far as when you're like your uh, radar started really kind of taking this, uh, you know, treating this with a bit more, you know, gravity and whatnot. But, you know, for me, the first sign that um, things are about to, you know, change and whatnot was uh, was Wednesday afternoon when you get word circulating within the NBA circles that the Golden State Warriors um, and the Brooklyn Nets were going to be playing a game on Thursday of last week without any fans, um, just as a, again, as a measure of, uh, of precaution against the coronavirus outbreak. As far as one of the first major dominoes to fall in the sports world, I felt like that was one of the first big ones. And when they were talking about March Madness, they Mm -hmm. were going to do the the conference tournaments without fans. And they were talking about playing March Madness without fans. And that was around the same day. I think that was Tuesday. And when they said that, I was like, man, that would just be so weird. That would almost ruin the tournament. And then, like I mentioned earlier, that Wednesday night during the Mavs game, I was watching the Mavs yeah. game at home, and I was glued to my phone on Twitter, you know, with the whole scene in Oklahoma City with the yes. Oklahoma City Thunder and the Utah Jazz. Obviously, everyone knows the Rudy Gobert situation. And no one knew. Was it – Was it? Uh, no one knew if it was coronavirus-related, but just the vibe of, on Twitter and everything that had been going on mm-hmm. the last week and a half, you're like, man, this – one of the players has to be sick. Yeah. You know, some, something yeah. really bad has to happen. Someone on within the team, you know, has to have it. And sure enough, that's what it was. And that, that was the moment where I was like, oh, crap. Like, just, uh, the, my yeah. moment is when I saw my man Cuban. That was the same reaction we all had, too. <laughs> when I saw well, that, I was like, this I, is not going to end well. Because of how fast everything moved, because you get the alert on Twitter that Rudy Gobert has tested positive for coronavirus. And then five seconds later, you get another tweet saying that the NBA is suspended its season. It's like they were just waiting for that to, for the, the results to come back positive. And then, okay, click send. And, and, and that, for me, is when it really – that was the first domino to me. Everything yeah. else was still kind of precautionary. It was still, but but we're gonna we're gonna find a way to work around this. Mm-hmm. When the NBA was the first one to come out and said, "Hey, we're suspending," you knew everybody else was gonna follow suit. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the prospect of not having anything going on in the sports world became a reality. And it was fascinating to watch on social because I know we were all doing the same thing on Twitter. Every 15, 20 minutes, 
it was something else big, you know, whether it be a, Tom a, Hanks. Yeah. Whether it's something like that, whether it be a league announcing something, whether it be, it was just, I mean, it was, you know, you know, must must watch TV on your Twitter, you know, on your Twitter mm-hmm. feed because every fifteen or twenty minutes, something else big was happening. Yeah, and, and, and then on the far, on the far far end, being somebody who covers combat sports, the UFC act like coronavirus. Some things. Like, what you talking about? <laughs> they even had they had the only sport yeah. event this weekend in the world, yeah, like, Dana, not they, in the nation, in the world. Dana White and uh, Dana White and Vince McMahon just <laughs> powering through. They held Friday night SmackDown in front of an empty <laughs> in an empty arena. The UFC did the same thing the following day. Uh, crazy, crazy time. So all the while, then on Wednesday, though, once you know, once this began to kind of ramp up a little bit, even before the NBA suspended its season, I w- I'm just refreshing social media and I'm you know checking my anytime I hear an email alert just running over to see because I'm just waiting on something from the UIL because at the time, you know, the the, high, the state boys basketball tournament was the following day. So you're just waiting. Okay, I <laughs> mean. They played a couple games that morning. Yes. Right. So, so the they way played that the process. the three A's. Yeah. So the way that process unfolded is you finally got word from the UIL Thursday morning. And now it was not the, you know, again, not the the biggest of hammers to drop. Basically, they were still going to go forth with the basketball tournament, but they were just going to restrict the attendance. They were going to restrict it just to pre-purchased ticket holders, and then they would afford only 500 tickets for each team that advanced to the state finals. And they went through, and like you said, they played the 1A semifinals, and then they played the 3A semifinals as well. So as you have every professional sports league in the country canceling itself. Well- and then March Madness gets suspended. And all the while, you still got you know Madison just running up down in San Antonio playing their state semifinal <laughs> game. But didn't they announce that they were canceling the rest of the tournament during the three yes. A semifinals? You we're we're going to finish this session, but after that, we're we're cutting everything. Yeah, out. So they finally Thursday afternoon they do finally send out the the uh, the email that yes they're suspending play for the tournament. After the <laughs> – Now, what, three, is that, what is it like for the players playing in that game? Did they know? Did, did anyone tell they, them I think they game? put a message up on the Jumbotron there that just said, like, hey, we're suspending play. Man. I'm, but not until after this other game that hasn't even – the San Antonio uh, Cole uh, was a peaster. Yes. I think, yeah, until that game is completed then, we're suspended. So, like, at what point, like, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I mean do – you, do, you th- do you think they should – like, say if they cancel sports in the spring, do you think they should finish out that tournament? It, it'd be a lot easier to do that than you know play an entire soccer it's, playoff because you just have one have, tournament. But have how you even started a district for baseball and softball? Well, softball you barely started in, and baseball you haven't even started. But district. then again, at the same time, is it fair to those other sports? You know what I mean? But but, the, but look at the president's already been set though. With mm-hmm. the, if the NCAA could do it, UIL could do it. But the NCAA is also considering granting an extra year of eligibility. Those kids are going to have another chance. The you seniors can't do that in high school can't do that in high no. school. Yeah. These, and that's why these these kids and these coaches are so adamant about getting that. It's you know not just the kids that. You know, achieve the dream of going to to the state tournament and then have a chance to play. But you know, these kids, these seniors that are going through their senior year, you know, this is their swan song. You know, some of them are still working towards scholarships. Mm-hmm. Some of them just want to finish their high school career because they know this is going to be the last time they ever you know play athletics competitively. And so, I mean, yeah, I think that um, you know the UIL is going to do what it can. I mean, obviously, it's this is a unprecedented situation. I mean. When I say unprecedented, it's just because of the way that this thing has just kind of taken on a life of yeah. its own. We have suspended high school athletics before. In 2009, the oh, swine yeah. flu. For sure. Um, it's you know, two weeks. Yeah, essentially two weeks. But it only they, – they suspended it indefinitely. 
but it didn't have quite the same panic yeah. that this has. And it was only like three or four days after to where they came out with a plan. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to restart baseball here. We're going to restart. We're going to move. But they had a definite plan in place just a few days later. So while you had that suspension and you had you know you know that absence of sports, you knew that hey, in two weeks things are going to be back normal. This there's no end in sight. Well, it says start back up March 30th, but with the given you yeah. know, the CDC coming out and saying this and yeah. reducing gatherings of people to 50 and this and that and all these restaurants and malls are closing starting today that yeah there isn't really no end as, as far as the way this whole you know this whole thing evolved as far as the actual like postponement and suspension of games you then had thursday afternoon where i just i uh, i think it was right around the same time frame in that late afternoon window where like a, just a flood of school districts started coming out yeah. saying that they're extending spring break by a week yeah. over the course of which you know there's no you know all games all practices everything is suspended during that time frame so you're thinking initially like Okay, might only miss a week. All right. And then Friday comes down, and then that's when the UIL steps in. And like you just said, Brian, they put sports on hold. They put all interscholastic activities on hold until March 29th. TAPS actually went two weeks ahead, you know, further Mm -hmm. until um, April 12th. Yeah, SBC did the same thing. Yeah. So then, um, but then, so yeah, so initially, like, we have our big, uh, you know, contingency plan meeting, you know, that day just to kind of process, okay, so these next two weeks, just how are we going to approach this? Because obviously, again, this is relatively uncharted territory and then over the weekend you get the ruling from the cdc which stipulates that um just an advisement that um that all public events with at least 50 people be either canceled or postponed for the next eight weeks which is i mean that's a uh, that's a reality that i mean every again this is everything is just kind of progressively ramped up throughout the course of this so i don't know if i mean if we should be surprised by that but again just the prospect of potentially not having any high school sports for te- for two months it is a tad daunting when you look at, I guess, if that if this does in fact play out, now obviously we'll see how, what the UIL's you know responses to that and just how they decide to you know go forward with this. But like, and I saw someone uh, you know someone framed it out. I believe it was Jason De La Rosa framed it out on Twitter. Basically, where if high school sports were shelved for the next eight weeks, when it picks up in mid-May, here's what would already have taken place theoretically by then. You would be getting right into the first two rounds of the softball playoffs, which just have concluded. By that point, then the first round of the baseball playoffs have taken place. The entire soccer season's already been wiped out. The entire track season has been wiped out. The entire boys' golf season has been wiped out. And then you are just before the state girls' golf tournament. And then you're a week out from the state tennis tournament. So, I mean, just about everything has been kicked to the wayside. So you have to, again, like, and now it's as far as how the UIL decides to approach this, it's really, like I said, it's anybody's guess. Because, again, there's really no, there's no precedent, you know, for, again, how to, because that's the thing. There really is no timetable right now. So as you said, like the swine flu, you at least had a, uh, a, you know, at least some sort of a window towards getting some sort of regimented outlook in mind. Whereas with this, I mean, everything is, I mean, if you guys have talked to any, you know, athletics official or anybody in some position of leadership, you know, they've probably parsed their language to something like fluid or, or evolving or whatever, uh, just something to, again, the fluid situation. Yeah, just to remind you that, like, this can completely change. And it's, I mean, who knows at this point if we're, like, just right around the corner from being like Italy, where it is just a, uh, just a, uh, an entire countrywide shutdown yeah. and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, it's kind of left us in a spot where, like, you know, we're obviously going to look at these these next two weeks and just you know cover it you know as we can and then just we'll see how the uh, how the news evolves and then work accordingly. But it's just man, what a uh, what a wild time right now. And, and, and it, it, everything happens so quickly on Thursday. If we would have filmed the podcast on Thursday morning, 
we would basically all had to meet met back here later that afternoon to, to re to re to re, to re to redo it because everything we would have said at say nine o'clock in the morning would have been completely different mm-hmm. than what happened a few hours later. Yeah. And because the UIL was, you know, you saw that article, I believe it was with the Houston Chronicle just over the weekend. You know, them saying, you know, going on record saying they want to get in all their spring sports. They want to make sure everything gets completed. Now again, this was before the CDC, you know, advisement came down. So you wonder if, you know, could you could you see the uh, the UIL perhaps revising, you know, how these sports are conducted with you decide to incorporate the whole no fans thing that seems to be pretty uh, pretty consistent do you decide to because there are some sports that if again if you're if you're factoring in you can't have a gathering of more than 50 people there are some sports that you can still theoretically play under those uh, under those scenarios like where it's like baseball and softball you can still theoretically make that work same for golf and tennis it's where you get into sports like soccer given the size of those rosters and track that uh, it gets a little bit dicier but but, but suck you can trim the roster mm-hmm. those people don't go 20 deep in a game unless they're up 11 nothing yeah. type thing i mean they can if, if there is say that 50 person cap soccer could adjust mm-hmm. when, you, when you take into account officials teams they can they can you know you know, shrink the rosters down. Track is a whole different matter, yeah, though. I was, I was thinking maybe do you like do you well, can, do But you, it's not that much. Con- it's not much body contact in track, though. That's not like, the point. You can't have more than fifty. Yeah, yeah. People it's the number of people so. that are at that are at a track meet, and that's where I guess do you try to find a way to like I don't know, maybe basically like have certain windows throughout the day for specific events because that's all it is. It's just basically just events, and you know they just have to, they just have to take place. They don't all have to take place in in an order and whatnot, one right after the other. So if you were to have like a window there where you have only the athletes for a specific number of events, they're the only ones at the stadium, and then you just kind of have to like you, you, bus you, them to and from, just so you can't have more than you know more than fifty there. At once you would have you you'd have distance you'd have a group in front of the stadium yeah. a group on the track <laughs> and then you'd have to exit the opposite side so it's not to come i mean it would be yeah. something weird like that just what, if you're, wild. what if you're all at different stadiums like one has you know the hurdles one has the pole vault one has <laughs> yeah, the that's a possibility you know, but, but, but how, you, but how the, would you do the state title the, though but the transportation the, the, the transportation logistics of that are so see all of this would be such a hassle yeah it's just easier just to not do it at all just things again yeah if you're trying if you're adamant on trying to make sure that you can get through your spring sports schedule. It's just those are the kinds of talks that you have to have because you have to be ready to do something that there's, again, no precedent for ever and, having and, done. And we mentioned the fluidity of this. The recommendation was eight weeks. Yeah. And hopefully this thing starts to curtail. I mean, hopefully we're able to figure this thing out. But say, so. you know, but say in two weeks it, it, start, it is starting to seem like, okay, we've got this under control. We're having fewer reported cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, they developed a vaccine. Whatever might be happening in the next yeah. two weeks, they could come back off that and say, you know what? We feel a lot better about this now. We're going to lift this to this 50-person limit to, you know, 500 limit or just take it all to, and, and then we go on. Mm-hmm. Um Life as usual, but again, that's that's so far fetched yeah. right now. To you know, just because of everything that's happened in the last five days. Because you did have then, you know, I guess so. What was it? Friday after the UIL, you know, put uh, you know put things on hold for two weeks. Then you had that that email that was sent to the coaches that was kind of you know uh, trickling out around Twitter as far as the potential revisions to the uh, to the high school sports schedule. And you look over that, and really the only one that was going to be drastically altered was soccer. Yeah. You know, whereas you'd have the first yeah. round beginning yeah. on April 14th instead of March 26th or 28th. State tournament would then take place April 29th through May May 2nd. So basically, everything just moves ahead two weeks. You know, whereas the only other real like alterations, regardless, were um, basically changing the district certification deadlines for golf and tennis. Everything else was intact. But again, this was before, you know, a couple dominoes ago, and obviously things have uh, changed. You know, 
quite a bit since then. Um, how do you guys think, I just want to talk about this from the, I guess the, uh, the athletes perspective, because now like, as far as how these, uh, you know, I mean, you look at some of like our soccer districts that have been off for like district nine, six, eight hasn't played a match since March 3rd. I mean, so they had that Friday off and then they had all of spring break. And now, obviously, who knows if they're going to play again at all. But um, how do you, I mean, what do you guys, whether it's from talks with, um, you know, with people within your coverage area or just, you know, what have you been able to gather as far as how the athletes and coaches, for that matter, approach this as far as just trying to keep your kids active without doing anything to kind of the, compromise you relative to the coronavirus? I talked to a soccer coach and he basically said, like, it's it's fair playing field. Everybody's got the same thing, but for his kids, because they play in that high level mm-hmm. club and stuff, that it's the first time these kids have had a break because they're not playing for their yeah. school. They're playing in that select stuff, and a lot of parents take that more serious than the school ball. So their physical bodies via softball kids, baseball guys, soccer kids are getting the break when it's kind of like a force break. That was the thing that I, when I was covering the Plano Plano West softball game on Thursday, I'm afterwards talking with Plano head coach Justin Pipack and you know when he was talking with his girls you could see just they let up this one giant cheer and I was wondering okay did they just learn they don't have to play games or whatever for you know for the next week and that's what he said was like they don't have to they're not gonna have to practice because you look at their schedule they practice Monday then they played a game Tuesday practice Wednesday played a game Thursday and then they're supposed to practice that Friday so yeah just getting to enjoy some semblance of a spring break which I'm guessing for a lot of those kids they don't ever really get to do because they're not practicing at school. Yeah. They're practicing with a club, or then they have their their quote unquote privates. And what's so crazy about this is, I've, you know, I spoke to a bunch of coaches Friday night. They're not allowed to see the kids at all really? on campus, off campus, team dinner. It's kind of like not, summer, like summer, basically. Yeah, they're not allowed to make have any contact outside of you know talking to them on the phone or text. Okay. But but, e- but even during the summer, you know, the weight rooms open if you wanted to go up to the school and work out. Yeah. Uh, you know, this they they can't do anything. The weight rooms are closed. Yeah. Everything's closed. They're not allowed to get together and convene with the team. Um, you know, I, I know handfuls of people have gotten together on their own. Just the kids, you know, friends getting together and, and sure. playing. You know, but that's you know that's not doing anything wrong. Um, but you know, as far as formal, organized, school-related activities, you cannot do anything right now. Yeah, one of my, my baseball coaches in the Frisco area said, you know, it's up to the leaders of the team, you know, find places to throw and, and pitch and just kind of get those mechanics in because who knows, you know, how long it's going to be mm-hmm. before they can gather. So he said that, he, that he's trusting, you know, the captains and the leaders of that team to kind of put this all together because they, they're it's out of their hands. Matt, Matt, imagine this, Matt, for baseball, especially in the district we covered as non Zigze, if they just do one game and everybody <laughs> – we know who's good at that format. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be crazy. You just got one game. Ain't none of these series – in one game, and you got to win. Everybody plays each other one time, round robin. Let's, get, let's work this out. I was um, also, like, we talk about the sports that are in season right now, and this also impacts the granddaddy of them all because, like, spring football is obviously going to be affected by this nah. quite quite significantly. I mean, that's, yeah, like you said, I mean, this could potentially wipe out all of spring ball, which is one of the seminal parts of the off season. And you wonder if you're a, like, if you're a team that doesn't have a head coach yet, Plano? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, just imagine, like, what's, like, you know, if this is a situation where, like, you get your head coach hired, and then he can't even begin working with his kids until August or so. Yeah. And and I've seen coaches already saying, hey, um, 
I, we don't like to think about this, but uh, you might want to start thinking about scheduling that second scrimmage. Because yeah. obviously, you know, most of the bigger programs only play the one scrimmage because sure. they all use spring ball. They're throwing out the idea, hey, this may be a reality. So start thinking what, about that second scrimmage because we're going to need it come the fall when yeah. we don't if we don't get That's spring right, ball. A lot of, do you think they would probably let them start in like early August or like the last week of July? I'm sure like, they make like, some like, sort they, of they, they probably get them no no, probably ball. two weeks mm-hmm. before. Like usually they start the second week of August, yeah. probably like the last week of July. Give them like. What would be a spring? I'd hope there'd be you know, a, just well, a, a degree of sensitivity that hasn't been applied in years past just because, again, this is such an abnormal situation that you kind of have to ignore tradition and precedent. Because even established programs like, like North, they had put up all the numbers. All those guys won't be there. Mm-hmm. Markwich won't be there. Yeah. Frazier won't be there. Manny Fincher, their uh, linemen. They, so it's like even t- a program that's established, established coach, successful, they got stuff they have to do because that doesn't apply for next year's team. Yeah. But if you don't do spring ball, you already get an extra week in the fall. For sure. Um, I mean, that's, that's already part of the drill. Yeah. You're always, we report a week early yep. and everything. Yeah, but, but, like but, Dallas but, but, but that's, that. yeah. but that's a team though. So there's like everybody though. It's um, because yeah, no, if you're, if you're in a situation like Plano, I, I think back to like when Randy Jackson was hired at Plano East and the, and the timing of the hiring was, uh, you know, he didn't come on until like right near the end of spring ball. So really like he didn't get a chance to truly begin installing his stuff with the kids until August. I mean, that's just going to put you behind yeah. at such a, uh, it's going to put you at such a disadvantage just because again, like, and this is the case with Plano, like it's, you know, it stands to reason that whoever comes in is probably going to be running quite a bit of a different system than they had under Jadon McCullough. So yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a tough situation for for really all involved but yes i mean as as much as we want to talk about the ramifications on soccer with it being right up against the postseason and then you know baseball and softball are just getting district play underway i mean yeah high school football is going to be drastically impacted by this uh, as well it's going to be some teams next year that benefit from this though that we're going to come out the blue that we won't see because they have something or just like behind the scenes stuff that's mm-hmm. going to help them come out rise from the crop that you won't see. And then you see things like, I guess last night there was a, uh, you know, something that was passed down from uh, just regarding, you know, national letters of intent and there being kind of a recruiting dead period until at least um, April yeah. 15th. In all sports. NLIs can't be issued or signed between now and then. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, everybody's being impacted by this if, um, as it pertains to uh, the high school sports and then you see, like, I guess apparently what Missouri, I think it is, is try like their athletics body is, um, is reportedly proceeding with their state championships this weekend and whatnot. Just, I don't know. Something I, I know it's out of the blue. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, you know, UIL's thinking, oh, if they can do it, we can do it. Cause yeah, I mean, hopefully again, the onus is kind of on the UIL then to, you know, we just talked about the ramifications of this and how much just the timing of certain things can, uh, you know, can factor on when decisions are made. So, again, the sooner the UIL reaches its verdict as far as what they're going to do, again, if they are going to, in fact, shelve high school sports for, uh, you know, for two months, you know, as the uh, as the CDC recommended, or um, who, who knows? I mean, hopefully that information for our sake at least comes down at least some point this week and whatnot, and obviously for the coaches and the players, just so, again, you can then begin formatting some sort of contingency plan on just how to proceed with your respective sports. One cool thing that's been popping up on my Twitter timeline is coaches, you know, all around the country really posting different home workouts yes. for their kids to do, you know, you don't need really any equipment at all and for a lot of those workouts and it's really detailed oh, yeah. and, and and it gives you I've seen I've seen some that are you know one and two days and you can alternate between the two days and I was like I might try some of these workouts out thanks coaches there's plenty of oh yeah there's plenty of resources out there yeah. as far as finding you know workout regimens there's websites that are specifically devoted to just that sort of material and whatnot so yeah you shouldn't be able to you know struggle to find ways to stay active but again without that uh without that supervision of a coach and whatnot and you know with the uh, the whole you know obviously the emphasis on social distancing 
gathering and whatnot and trying to avoid being, you know, with, with collective groups of people, just, you know, how does it impact the, the involvement from the high school athletes and how do they make sure that they, again, this is assuming that they'll even get to finish out their sports. How do they stay on each other to make sure that they're at least in, you know, in, in game shape when the time comes? Um, let's see, as far as, uh, as we can close this out with just kind of a, uh, I mean, as we said, I mean, there's really no timetable in sight right now. You know, everything is, again, it's fluid, it's rapidly evolving and whatnot. And I mean, so what, um, what we say right now, as far as, again, if it's, you know, whether it's one week, two week, eight weeks and whatnot, it could all change, you know, but before the, before this podcast even reaches the internet, <laughs> um, you know, so, um, you know, in that respect, you know, some folks have wondered, okay, well, how does that impact us, you know, and whatnot? Because obviously, again, like, a lot of what we do is centers around covering high school sports. Um, you know, as far as um, how this impacts us, really, like, nothing changes for us, you know, because at the end of the day, like... There's still stories to tell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, journalism never sleeps. The papers are still going to come out every week at their exact time as normal. And, you know, we've already discussed some preliminary contingency plans on how to approach coverage, you know, not just from the aspect of coronavirus, but just some other ideas as well. And, you know, no matter how long this process goes, I mean, we'll, again, we'll find ways to adapt and continue to crank out the content that we normally do. Um, we might have to get a little creative along the ways and whatnot, but, um, but yeah, as far as how this changes our day-to-day i mean it's it's not entirely like it is during the summer because at least there's still activities going on that aren't you know specifically tied to high school sports whether it's you know club stuff or you know or it's even seven on seven or something like that but there's still stuff happening but nevertheless though um yeah as is as is typically the case whether it's it's star local media or just throughout the journalism industry in general we will uh we'll adapt um so yeah as far as any sort of timetable we'll um we'll see again just uh I don't know, man. Just just crazy, crazy times that we have right now with the coronavirus outbreak with, again, really, really no end in sight. Uh, but, yes, wanted to obviously just take some time to bring this to the podcast and just discuss the ramifications on high school sports as far as, um, you know, what we've been able to gather. And, obviously, there will be many more discussions to have for us with, with um, you know, with our coaches, players, administrators alike just in the, uh, in the weeks to come as we continue to try to just power through a time that is unlike any other on the, uh, on the high school sports calendar. So, um, yes, that'll do it for this episode the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. I mean, until next time, <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I, I, I hesitate to say, I guess, when we'd even be back because we'll have to see how much this, um, how much this is all, again, evolved by this time uh, next week. But, um, yeah, until then, folks, you enjoy your week. Stay safe out there. We'll talk to you all later. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all. StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.